0: Hello and welcome to Broad's You Should Know, the podcast about amazing and noteworthy women from history. I'm your host, Sarah Gorski, and I'm here with our favorite OG host, don't tell Sam. <laughs> I said that. Chloe! It's Chloe Skye is here. It me. Chloe, I am so excited that you said yes to my extremely last minute request um, to come on the pod this week because... You know, it's Pride Month. Did you know?
1: <laughs> I did know. Yeah, I've, I've been attending some
0: some queer events. I know. I was being uh, facetious.
1: Yes, yeah. I know.
0: Like Pride Pride Month in L.A. is like Pride everywhere. It's like everyone is barfing Pride, and we've known it's Pride actually like two months before Pride because Mariah Carey has been like pasted all over all of the posters, like all around where I live. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. No, so, everyone, everyone knows it's um, coming. Everyone knows it's here. And as soon as it's over, we'll be preparing for the next one. <laughs>
0: exactly there's like two prides this year too lots of drama in la about pride because now we hope pride is like split from la pride that's not what this pod is about today, but <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, but I wanted you, Chloe, because I kind of like made this executive decision, since I'm the only one that, you know, makes decisions on the pod these days, that I wanted to cover specifically trans women this month. Even though we've covered a few trans women in the history of the pod here, it's not enough still. Also, like, there's a lot going on, like... With in, trans in, rights in, in, and the trans, trans community right yeah, now? L-
1: legality and whether or not we exist and should be allowed to. Yeah, no, that's that's happening.
0: Yeah, that's fucking happening. And I just, it's like always a good opportunity to use the podcast to talk more about these issues. Because the more I feel like we talk about them, the more people learn about them. And, and if they have not been learning from... Unbiased sources, they might learn a bunch of new things they didn't know about them. So I just feel like it's like a great opportunity to just kind of like talk about them and talk about them, especially with someone who is not cis. I'm cis, but you are not. So, that is true. <laughs> like, yeah,
1: I am. I am not cis.
0: Oh my god, Chloe, would you be willing to share what you texted me earlier today?
1: What did I text you earlier today?
0: What about what you about what happened in your head when we first talked about Marsha P. Johnson on the podcast?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. So when we First covered Marsh P Johnson because that was your episode and you covered her and you and we like at the
0: beginning of the podcast. Yes, it, it was, was in one like of the 20, early early
1: episodes. It was well before I had come out, but I did know that I wanted to. Like I knew that I'd like finally figured something out about myself, and I knew I was trans, and I I had really only told I think my partner at the time knew, and I think that's the only person who knew. I kept I didn't debating know at all. Exactly. I kept debating whether or not like I should bring a trans woman onto the show because I didn't know how you and Sam would feel about it. And then you showed up one day and you were like, hey, so I, h- how do we feel about like me covering a trans woman? And I was like, yes, yes, absolutely. We should do that. Please. Yeah. <laughs> what do you, of course we should. Yes, that's 100% what needs to happen. And uh, and then you did. <laughs>
0: I know, I just love that. When you texted me that, I was like, it made my heart explode a little bit. <laughs> Not only to like the nostalgia of like our first few episodes, but also to know.
1: Yeah, it was your little way of supporting me b- before you knew you were supporting me. <laughs> it was how I knew
0: I would be supported. Yeah. And Marsha's such a great broad, and we just replayed her episode last week because she is like one of the most iconic trans broads in the fight for trans rights um, listeners, if you have not listened to that episode, you can just go back to last week, pull it up. Yeah. Her story is incredible and beautiful and also sad, but also inspiring. It's kind of all of the above. It's like kind of every genre rolled into one, but she is, you know, supposedly she threw the, the first brick at a uh, stone yeah. even though that is a hotly debated Hotly debated because it was denied anyway. Very, yeah, it's no, a very. I've, I've seen some like conversation. hyper
1: right wing conservative outlets posting. Actually, she was twelve blocks away, high on heroin when Stonewall started, so there's no way she could have been there or done it. I'm like, okay, well, that's some fun character's Okay, character well, first of all, the, that rumor was
0: about Sylvia, her best friend. Oh, okay, <laughs> so we're crossing So wires. The, the conservatives got it wrong again. Shocker. I know. <laughs>
1: Ugh.
0: But it is a hotly, you know what? It is a hotly debated item, I mean, we cover this like a little bit in Marcia's episode, but like the more that I've learned about it since, because this was like, what, three three years ago now, three 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 and a half years ago when we first covered that episode. Yeah, three or four. And I feel like I've learned a whole lot more um, about the gay rights movement and trans rights movements than I knew back then when we first covered her. But her and Sylvia and the other like trans activists, their stories were like often like covered up and even erased even by other like gay rights advocates like the trans voice even inside the gay community has has been not truthfully told and then like covered up and stuff. which is why stories like Marsha and Sylvia's like being at Stonewall are like so quote controversial because a whole bunch of people were like well no they weren't there because it it looks bad for our movement so they definitely Mm -hmm. weren't there which is like what the fuck yeah. No,
1: it's it's oh, annoying. It's frustrating to have other queer people just, like, not support me <laughs> or my whole community. But it's, you know, we're dealing with it. We're growing. People are learning things. Sometimes yeah. lesbians still attack me on Reddit for existing. But, you know, it is what it is.
0: Is that, like... Part of the course for Reddit. I feel like every th- every Reddit thread I've ever read about anything has someone attacking somebody for <laughs> you know. Honestly, the, the
1: most of the communities are getting more and more inclusive of trans people and like banning oh, people good. for displaying transphobia and that sort of stuff. So like it's you know it gets better all the time. You know as the cultural consciousness oh, that. evolves and moves forward. So
0: hopefully yeah, fingers crossed people are then, trying but,
1: real hard to not let the cultural consciousness move forward
0: part of me like worries that those people are just moving on to other platforms where they only hear their own voices amplified that but. is
1: yeah probably true we're all we're all very
0: divided these days So what are we,
1: what are you talking about? What are we talking about today?
0: Well, Chloe, I'm really excited to have you on the pod today. So first of all, I was thinking about covering Sylvia Rivera, who was Marsha's best friend. But I actually opted the other direction. And I wanted to cover a trans broad today that's like extremely active today and a big part of... The fight for trans rights and and the trans community, and so I did my little googles around to see like, okay, who are these like you know exciting voices in the community that I have not heard of because I obviously mm-hmm. didn't have any on the tip of my tongue, which is not great of me to admit, <laughs> but it's the truth. <laughs>
1: is it the Bud Light girl? Did you bring this the Bud Light girl? Oh
0: my god, I don't even know who the Bud Light girl is.
1: Am oh, I out okay. of the loop on that one. Apparently, I just know
0: Bud Light made a bunch of mistakes. All around. I mean,
1: (laughs) well, (laughs) Bud Light sponsored a uh, trans TikToker who has a an account called I think it's called Days of Girlhood or Years of Girlhood or something like that, and she's just like documenting her transition, doing it all very publicly. And Bud Light sponsored her, and then conservatives like lost their goddamn minds and started like posting Ugh. videos of them firing assault rifles at boxes of Bud Light cans and like it's just it just got crazy and then Bud Light put out this stupid commercial where they were like Bud Light is America so America Bud Light you know you can't you can't leave us because we're you know you <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh my
1: basically god. it was ridiculous
0: that's how all this started was from the because they sponsored a trans youtuber uh yep oh my god that was literally
1: the whole because thing because
0: what I heard is like I've heard more about the fallout than the original whatever that uh, original thing was it's like people are like attacking bud light trucks and his shit and yep. like the brand and this is also like snowballing into all the other brands pulling with their pride shit
1: yep they simply acknowledged that a trans woman was in fact a person <laughs> worthy of being sponsored.
0: This is so fucking dumb. People I know. are so dumb. Yep. I, can't, even. I can't I'm not going to move on to my broad. I'm going to keep talking about this. Okay. I just can't. You know what? I got into an argument with someone the other day about children's books. <laughs> okay.
1: Go on. Because
0: uh, a well-intentioned friend of a friend and I like we were all drinking as you do day, as day drinking really, <laughs> and uh, he is from the the region of the country that you know is is most virulent about banning books about uh-huh. all things trans, all these things that are going on down down, especially in Florida and other places, and I got this tirade with him, which i which I almost maybe shouldn't have done because like the drink like he wasn't he was too drunk to like actually have a conversation. Um, But he's, like, he's, like, a Democratic, he votes Democrat, typically. Mm-hmm. But, like, he starts to talk about children's books being dangerous. And I was, like, I don't understand, actually. Like, like did he actually, have an I think example? you don't understand.
1: Like, like what books?
0: He did, he did not have an example. And I said, okay, but, like, books don't make a kid trans. Kids' books about trans kids help trans kids not to kill themselves. A kid is born trans— They are not made trans, just like a kid is born gay and not made gay. And so is the point of like banning a book to stop like you think that that will stop people from actually being trans like that is actually scientifically not correct. Like, yeah, science tells us this.
1: I I can tell you you are on the right side of that argument
0: when I know I'm on the right side of it I really dig my heels into like I will like would not back down even though he even though he was probably blacked out to be honest with you (laughs) I think like later in the day I'm like reflecting on it I was like I don't think he even had the ability to actually have like an intelligent conversation about it but it was so strange but here's the thing he's repeating the things he sees on the news and things right so he's repeating like whatever these like talking points are that are not correct about and and so I tried to try to you know I try to out logic people like this in this situation and I was like tell me me how many cis books for kids are out there isn't that indoctrinating kids to be cis the amount and the number of trans books is not suddenly skyrocketing <laughs> the majority of children's books are still about cis kids and they're still like the cis framework and and i just like chloe it spin me off into this whole like spiral of like what the fuck like all of these things that people are being fed they're just not facts
1: yeah no I, just I mean not- i mean i had a conversation with my mom. Ah. Basically, it was like the same thing where she was like, "Well, you know, I don't know if like these kids. I think I don't think they should be on any kind of drugs. Like, I don't think med- I don't think it's good for them to change their hormones." And I was like, "Why?" And she was like, "I don't know. I guess I heard it on the news." And I was like, "Which news channel did you hear it on?" And she was like, "I don't know." And I was Talks. like, "Well, I think you should probably find out because there are certain ones who are lying to you on purpose." And there are certain ones who also just don't know what they're talking about. So if you can get back to me about that, and she was like, well, I I mean, maybe I think, you know, you should just wait until the kids are like 18 so that we know it's not like they got peer pressured into it. And I was like, no one in the world is being peer pressured into taking hormones. I promise you it's not happening anywhere. No one is being brainwashed into being trans. No one is, like, there's no, like, trans bullies out there who are, like, making fun of all the cis kids.
0: And there's no doctors who are just like, sure, you can just have gender reassignment surgery. No, there's, like, a process. Yeah. There's, like, a vetting process.
1: the surgeries, like, not only are the surgeries not available to people under 18, most trans people don't even want them. It's... More than half at this point. And I think that number is going to go up as more and more people realize who, like, what being trans is and who they really are. Back in the day, the numbers were so high because it was cis white doctors who were in charge of coming up with the definition of what trans was. And they all decided uh. that you, the only way you could be trans is if you were a uh, bo- assigned male at birth, wanted to have sex with men, wanted to have a vagina. Like they had a whole lit and if you fell short yeah. of even one of those things, they were like, well, then you're not trans and it was like but that's not how it works like that's wow. a that's a small subset of trans people
0: and suddenly it makes so much more sense to me why it f- it seems to some that there's so many more transgender people today is cuz they didn't qualify under the cis white right. male definition literally
1: literally <laughs> oh my god some white dude in a lab coat was like you're not trans enough sorry Guess you got to keep on going with your with your testosterone, making you feel like shit about yourself all the time. Sorry.
0: Yeah. Well, and what people don't you know what I was thinking about? I was trying to like I'm always trying to connect like events together that like we've talked about. And I was thinking about how your episode on Norma McCorvey right Mm. the woman who was the roe versus wade like the the name on roe versus wade right and how she was like brought into the the conservative movement after the fact and like they manipulated her to like make her switch sides and do all this and i feel like that's the same shit that's going on with these fucking sports lawsuits that oh, are yeah. like trying to force trans people out of sports and athletics being like oh well it's not fair to the other girls on the team if somebody who was born assigned male is now on their team because their bodies are different and it's all these the people that are making the arguments and the people that are like funding whatever this shit is that goes to court and these mm-hmm. lawsuits they are just trying to keep Trans people like down. That they're just trying yeah. to eliminate trans people from existing. It's crazy to me. Yeah.
1: Do you know a great way to remove the physical advantage that they're saying trans women have in sports versus cis women? Huh. Let trans kids take hormones.
0: Oh, exactly. Like, as right. soon as they said they don't trans, want kids to do that.
1: I exactly. I they don't want so kids like, to do that. It's a catch twenty two. It's like if you want them to not have advantages in sports, give them hormones but we don't wanna give them hormones. Okay, well then they might have a slight physical advantage. Like that's kind of on you. <laughs> like You're creating yeah. the own problem that you're mad about.
0: Yeah, well, and the, all of it is leading to, to more and more, like, I guess I, I can't even quote what state it is, is in because I didn't write it down when I was listening to it, but they were talking about how like, they're trying to create a database of athletes and their like physical details and like, and like, well, that violates everybody's rights. Like that, first of all, severely violates trans rights, but like. It feels like we're going back to like
1: slavery and like taking your measurements before you sell off your, you know, the best fighter in the, in the pack. Like, Or
0: like worse than that, it's like fucking eugenics. It's like the fucking shit the Nazis did trying yep. to like eliminate the races that they didn't think were the good ones. Yep. Like that is like fucking terrible, horrific, nightmarish like i I don't even have good enough words i don't have a good enough vocabulary to actually express how horrible it is and it's all like in the name of like to fucking protect your bathroom rights jesus christ like have i ever been harassed by a trans person (sighs) in a bathroom no (laughs) like actually women have their own stalls yeah
1: did you watch uh wanda sykes new special
0: Oh, no, is it good? It's I love cre- it's her.
1: It's amazing. She does, like, a 10-minute bit on why trans women should be allowed in the bathroom.
0: Oh, my God. It's oh, my great. God. Yeah. It's just so – it's all so disturbing. And and it's worth giving airtime to on the podcast, in my opinion, actually. So thank you for, for coming on with me to talk about these things, Chloe, because yeah, I no, want to talk have, about I them more because we of don't of talk feelings. about them enough. I know. Did I miss any important points in this argument, by the way? Because – Feel free to like. Uh, I don't know. I mean,
1: if you you. if you wanted to just let me loose, I could talk for like an hour about all of the ways everyone is wrong about everything. But like, I don't know that that's worth everyone's time at this point. Are there
0: any like major talking points that you would include in your like hour long rant that you feel like people don't talk about enough that are really like important? Like when you have the air time here, what what do you got for us? And you can go on for an hour. Like I'm going to let you. (sighs) Um, I don't know. I just, I wish
1: people would stop pretending they're biologists. Like you don't know (sighs) science. Like stop pretending, you know, science, like you don't even know what my hormones are. You don't know what my, you don't know that I'm X, Y. Like I could actually be XX, but like I had some slight modification that like accidentally made me grow a penis. Like you don't you don't know. No one has looked at my blood. No one has looked at my yeah. genome. And honestly, it's not your business.
0: Uh, that's, that's what I was gonna say. It's not anyone's fucking right. business. There's probably <laughs> like, a million different fuck?
1: reasons people are trans and it's not the same in everyone. And you're not gonna locate like the trans gene. So like quit trying. Like that feels like eugenics too. Yeah. For the love of God, like I just keep, I've been watching a lot of like trans movies lately cause I just, there's a lot that have come out that people are like, the critics are like, this is a great movie. And I'm like, okay, well I'll watch it. And in almost every circumstance, it's just like, God, this just feels like it was made by cis people who are like bewildered that we even exist. Like it doesn't feel like any <laughs> sort of authentic real journey. like. I just saw this new movie that just came out called Monica. It's one of the fucking worst movies I've seen in my life. It is hot garbage. It's like. And you've seen a lot of bad movies. (laughs) I have. It's ostensibly about this trans woman (laughs) who, like, goes home to take care of her dying mom and, like,. She spends the whole movie just, like, being sad and not talking to anyone and never making a decision for herself. And, like, the movie strongly implies that coming out as trans made her lose her self-agency and, like, all of the things that, like, made her, like, a strong, independent person when she was a kid. Like, now that she's an adult, she's, like, this weak, timid, fearful person. And it's like, yo, fuck this movie. Fuck everything about this And then there's this other movie that like, I think it won Best Foreign Film at the Oscars in like 2017. It's called A Fantastic Woman, or Un Mujer Fantasmo, or something or Fantasma, Fantasmica, something like that. It's better than Monica, I'll say that. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) it it also, it also just feels like a movie that was designed to show cis people Every possible microaggression that a trans person could encounter in a given situation. Like, I just felt like I was watching microaggressions, the movie, because, like, every single scene was just cis people, like, overly questioning and being like, like, she'd introduce herself and then she's talking to a doctor, and the doctor's like, right, but that's just your nickname, right? And she'd be like, no, it's my name. And they'd be like, well, what's it say on your driver's license? <laughs> Like in every single scene, it was just people being like way over the top. And it was like, look, I'm sure these things happen, but my daily life is not a thousand people questioning me all the time. And honestly, the other day, I got pulled over in Glendale for doing an illegal U turn. Oops. Sorry. My bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Only in Glendale. Exactly. Oh yeah. My I, God. You know, <laughs> I, I, it ha- I did it. So I can't feel too bad about it. <laughs> but, um, the the cop pulled me over and this is, and I was like freaking out. I took my earrings out, I like hid them. I was like, all right, I'm just gonna pretend I'm not fucking me and like pulled my hair back and just like tried to put on my manliest voice. And like the cop came up to the window and looked at me for a second and was like, okay, first of all, how would you like me to address you? And I was like, wait, really? What do you, wait, what? How how did you even fucking know? <laughs> like really? And and I was like, Well That god, is Chloe very encouraging Chloe would be nice and he was like, Great, Chloe, you did an illegal U turn. I was like, Oh my god, you're just treating me like I'm a dumb bitch you did a U turn. That's so amazing.
0: Yeah, and you were, your dumb. Enough. I was. I was <laughs> exactly
1: that. Like, I'm like, oh wow. Um, is-
0: that's really encouraging to hear, especially in light of like the drama that's going on at like in the Glendale school district. I know. Holy shit, listeners! If you didn't know this, there's like all this drama because the the was it was the the school district. I think was like voting to make June officially Pride Month for the school district, and they had all of these fucking people show up. These, I, I guess, we just call them anti-LGBTQ advocate like they're they're like yeah that is what they anti-lgbtq people
1: yeah they're their only platform or trash,
0: as i call them <laughs>
1: yes their only platform is we hate all gay people and anyone under the we banner of queer
0: anybody not yeah
1: anyone who doesn't fit what Any- i've decided my god tells me people are supposed to be
0: <laughs> it's been a whole drama though and like glendale is like on the edge of LA. like It's not technically part of the city of LA. It's like technically a suburb, It's but it's like right here. And LA is this like queer central city. And like WeHo is huge. West Hollywood, like the gay part of town, like the, the specifically gay part of town, like the neighborhood, the neighborhood yeah. as yeah. they call it. Right.
1: <laughs> but honestly, I mean, even that, I feel like was like, I feel like it's a bigger story than like it actually was. Cause like, I obviously live in Glendale. And there was a day uh, last week or whenever it was that like, there were helicopters just flying over our house for like hours. And I was like, what is going on? And former guest on this podcast, Zach, um, went for a walk and he came back and he was like, well, I figured out why all the helicopters are there. <laughs> and I was like, what is it? And he was like, there's uh, some sort of anti-LGBT protest happening at the school down the street. And there's, like, Mm. 20 people there with signs being, like, boo, gay people. And then some gay people showed up to protest the protesters. So there's, like, 20 people on the other side of the parking lot. And everyone's just holding up signs. And apparently 40 people in a parking lot is a big enough story that we need six helicopters flying overhead all day to make sure nothing crazy (laughs) happens.
0: Oh, my God, Glendale. Oh, my God.
1: Like, I guess it's the biggest news happening today. (laughs) It did 20. make the news
0: though, because because it's just such a it's just absurd. It's just it is absurd. It's I always like try to over not overthink, but I but I like I'm always interested in like why is it that people react the way they do and do the things that they do like in these situations and like I ha- like the only conclusion that I can come to and I am not a scientist, I am not a doctor, I am not a you know social I. I Uh, what do you call it sociologist Um, sociologist that's the word I knew Chloe would know but I just have to think like it has to do with the fact that like the like cisgender white male patriarchy like has so ingrained people that their identity is tied to things like gender that like that when they face somebody who is not that doesn't fit inside that line it makes them question themselves somehow on a subconscious level that freaks them out from what they believe like those lines have to be. And so like, it's like they see like some kind of mirror up to themselves and then they, they, this is like the best. I'm not even saying it very eloquently in my mind. I said this so much more eloquently than what just happened. Um, but it's like, it's just strange. It's like this feral fear. And it's like, what are you fucking afraid of? My queer friends are like the nicest people I've ever met. Like, I've never feared one of my queer friends.
1: The fear is not of queer people. It's not. The fear is. The fear is everything I've believed my entire life has been wrong. And if that is the case, oh shit, maybe everything I've done in my life is wrong. Maybe I've been fighting the wrong fight. Maybe I've been wasting mm. my time. Maybe. And the only thing I can do to make sure that I haven't been wasting my entire life is to fight against the people claiming that maybe being different is okay.
0: Yeah. Isn't that sad? That makes It's really
1: sad. sad. It uh, it just breaks my heart, honestly. Cause like everyone could be so much happier. Yes. We are all, we all have something that makes us different. Like trying to, trying to fit some norm, that was created by people before you were born, and then just trying to fit yourself into that box is never going to make you happy. I tried, I tried so hard for 30 years. I tried to fit the mold that I was supposed to fit in. And I was miserable and anxious and depressed I am so much happier now, (laughs) like, on a day-to-day basis, on a moment-to-moment basis, I have so much less anxiety, I have so much less fear, like, the only thing I fear now is other people who might potentially hate me, and almost every day, I am pleasantly surprised that people are way more accepting and tolerant of me than I ever thought they would be. So, like, just stop being so afraid of everything and just... Take a look yeah. into whatever it is that you're so afraid of, because you might find some happiness there, like it doesn't have to be the scariest yeah. thing in your life,
0: and sometimes evaluating yourself and who you are is scary, no matter who you are no matter what you're you identify with gender wise and you know sexually sexual attraction wise like looking at yourself is scary, but like don't just not do it right and <laughs> because, you might even take a look
1: you you might take a look and be like, oh, cool, I was right. I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> and you might that's be right. like, oh, actually, I'm different than I thought. And if you are, then you get to do things that make you happy <laughs> instead of oh, man. keeping, trying to fit
0: stuff that's not really fulfilling you.
1: I don't know, man, I don't know.
0: <laughs> Chloe, you're the best. You said it <laughs> so much better than I ever could. <laughs>
1: I've spent a lot of time thinking about these things and talking to I imaginary know. people in the shower.
0: I like do that too, except I'm still not as eloquent. I'm oh. still not. I'm still not as good.
1: I don't know. I, I, I've had so many people in my life tell me that everything that I say sounds like it was pre-written. I'm like, I don't know. I guess that's how Well, you are works. a writer. I am a writer. Well, I, you I are guess a writer. That is. That's so it makes one of those sense that
0: you would things. be more eloquent. I suppose yeah, that yeah, makes sense. Sure.
1: Can I can I also say like this is something that's like gotten a little bit better, but um, we really need to stop casting cis people as trans people in movies. Oh, and if, for and it, fuck's and, sake! For, and if you're going oh. to cast a cis person as a trans person, at least get the fucking gender right. Like, don't cast Jared fucking Leto as a woman. He is the person on this planet who probably least understands a woman's experience. Cast a woman. Cast a woman in that role. Whether it be a trans woman or a cis woman, you're going to get a lot more authenticity than casting a man as a woman. (laughs) It's foolish. But it's because people see us as men who later decided to change into women as opposed to women who accidentally grew a penis. And until that shift happens societally we're never gonna be fully seen or accepted as who we really are but like i'm gonna do what yeah. i can
0: <laughs> i mean i know there's like lots of reasons that things happen at the studio level when it comes to like who they cast and that there aren't as many like visibly like trans and open actors that are of like the love When I say level, I just want to clarify, like, it's not talking about talent. It's talking about, like, the celebrity star power that, like, a lot of people get cast because of that and the clout that they bring to the movie. But, like, we have got to fucking let go of that bullshit. Mm -hmm. And we've got to elevate more trans women in general. And let's see them in more movies. You know, trans women can play women that aren't trans also. Like, let's just see more trans women, like... In the spotlight, playing big roles and trusted. And we're starting to finally like. It's starting to to happen. Like Elliot Page. I'd like to think like Elliot Page is like kind of bridging a gap with that. Because but, audiences but even, knew her has
1: before. He, has he done anything lately? He I'm sorry. I don't even I know that he's like no I mean that he was on Umbrella Academy, but I don't know that I mean Umbrella he Academy. He could be working on something, but and I don't know.
0: Actually he's in um he's in Umbrella Umbrella Academy and that show has spanned the time from before he transitioned.
1: Right. So like
0: yeah. so he had not transitioned when the show began and the show has been with him through the transition. Right. So and, and, and is still like, with came him.
1: Out on the show and everyone was like okay cool let's go back to saving the world and like that was it
0: exactly because it's like a superhero i wasn't really into umbrella i tried it was it's not elliot's fault exactly (laughs) yeah no i
1: mean he's the only thing that got me to watch it in the first place and i was like ah there's too much bad around you i'm so sorry (laughs) at least for my taste do you watch never have i ever on Netflix, no, should I? It's amazing. It first good? of all, it's so good. It's okay. one of my like favorite shows right now. Mindy Kaling created, produced it, but oh, there is she's great. She is great. It, it's such a good show. She's a great showrunner. And she's so funny. I don't remember if this character was around in previous seasons, but in the latest season, which is the final season, they have like their college guidance counselor who is like helping them decide where to go to college and telling them, you know, all all that kind of stuff played by a trans woman and she just is who she is and everyone calls her miss whatever her name is and that's it. And it's literally never mentioned or commented on or any, she's just a character in the world. Everyone sees her as the woman that she is. And that's the whole, that's, so that's the end of the story.
0: And the story doesn't revolve around her transness. It has like, literally like nothing to just do just with is.
1: it. She just is like any that. other woman on a show. And every time she's on screen, I just feel so happy and like, maybe there is a future for me Ugh. in this world. <laughs> like my oh,
0: god. Okay, so well nice. now I have to watch that show. I It's not so adult.
1: you're going to adore it. It's so good.
0: <laughs> is it like sex education good? Is it like funny and cute and adorable? Do you watch sex education?
1: I love sex education. I think sex education <laughs> is technically a better show, but they're on they're on par with each other, I would say.
0: Okay, like tonally. To-
1: yeah, to- tonally they're a little different. Like Never Have I Ever is more of a like a straight up sitcom sort of thing, or a Sex Education oh, okay. is like dramedy, but they're both hitting on like big important themes and doing so in like really down-to-earth funny way i gotta Um, check it out like the premise of the the first season is this girl she's like indian american and her dad has just died and she is immediately like stricken paralyzed like she can't walk and then uh, a couple months go by and then she can walk again and huh. she goes back to school and everyone's like, oh, yeah, there's Davy, the crazy girl who faked like she was paralyzed because her dad died. What a drama queen. And then she just, like, goes about her life. And she's got some friends, one of whom is a lesbian, one of whom wants to be an actor. She's got, like, big ambitions and goals. And then they're all virgins and they're trying to lose their virginity in the first season. And it just <laughs> – it covers – it's four years. It covers high school. Like, season one is freshman year. Season two is sophomore year season four is senior year it's it's just great and they grow and they Virginity, change. my other
0: favorite social construct <laughs> Fucking exactly virginity. yeah
1: but she's like super okay, bold we'll and like confident but also like awkward and nerdy she's like the smartest girl in the school um yeah there's just so much going on it's great
0: okay i love it i'm gonna check it out thank you you always recommend good shit well, you know you are nah. welcome. <laughs> I wish I wish you guys' uh, audience could see Chloe's face well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, yeah. we all know your opinion is superior.
1: It's, it's the best well. opinion, obviously.
0: <laughs> None of us are going to watch Monica now, okay? <laughs> <laughs> we know. We trust you.
1: I, you are welcome <laughs> for that.
0: I was going to talk about my broad, but I think, Chloe, we're just going to put that into next week's episode because it's already fair. been a long episode. Listeners, come back next week to hear the broad. I brought us an incredible trans broad alive today, doing her work today, only 33 years old right now, which hey, is just amazing I to am. me. Um, oh, my God. I forgot you were so much younger than me. <laughs>
1: Oh no, God. this story is just gonna make me I'm feel so like a, the story is just gonna make me feel like a failure because she's gonna have like accomplished so much shit. I'm gonna be like, I just came out, I've done nothing, I went on my first lesbian okay, well, cruise last week. We're gonna week. have to
0: hold the hold your suspense another week, Chloe, because we're right. just gonna have to wait for for next week's episode. Thank you, Chloe, for being here and for sharing your extremely valuable thoughts on the situation of trans rights today and what we all can do to be better, to be fucking better allies and better advocates and um
1: i would also yeah i would also uh really quickly recommend a recent episode of the podcast you're wrong about is the name of the podcast and the episode i think is called we need to talk about the new york times with tuck woodstock uh it's just about like generally speaking how trans people are covered in the media and like even mm. purportedly liberal outlets who are like yeah. reporting things seemingly just to spark controversy because they're not actually reporting stats. They're they're reporting stats. They're not reporting facts. They're reporting like, huh. we polled 30 people at the anti-trans magazine and 80% of them seem to think trans people are too loud and annoying. Like, it just like... The way in which, <laughs> like, it, you you have to listen to it, but it's it's literally like the ways in which people who claim to be on our side are not helping. So it's a it's a really really useful and I think insightful episode that um I went into it being like yeah whatever what the fuck's this gonna be about and I left it being like oh shit wow okay my perspective on all media has changed so.
0: Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, now I'm even extra excited to talk about this broad next week with you because there are connections firing all over, all over between what you just said and what this broad's work has been. So, listeners, come back next week to hear um, uh, an episode on the amazing... Should I just say her name now? Yeah, we're going to talk about Raquel Willis. And she is a badass, amazing trans broad. Um, So, come back next week to hear all about Raquel and all the work that she is doing in the spaces that we were just talking about and and, uh, making a difference for trans rights. Um, Thank you, Chloe, for being here. I love having you on the pod. I miss you every time. I miss you every week, actually. Aw. It's kind of embarrassing. Why isn't Chloe here every week? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure the audience (laughs) says the same thing.
1: (laughs) I mean, I guess email in if that's true, but I... (laughs) I love validation. Um.
0: <laughs> email in. Oh, before we go, I should tell you, Chloe, we did get an email in the other day that told us that our usage of the word broad is inappropriate. And they'd like us to stop using the word broad.
1: Was it your aunt again? Did she forget <laughs> that you already
0: corrected no. her on that? No, because she's come around. She came around very quickly. No, this was a random stranger. Okay. A random stranger who I do not ha- know of any connection to.
1: Those are my favorite A random emails. stranger
0: was very upset at me. <laughs>
1: that's, who? that's the people who tend to be the most upset with people as people who have no idea who you are
0: they have no idea but I thought that that might like just like tickle you a little bit to know that yes. we're still upsetting people <laughs> with
1: the word broad <laughs> did you send them the first episode to be like here's why we do it <laughs>
0: I didn't even reply. I'm so trained not to reply to like. That's probably smart. type comments that's, that's that I don't reply. Smart. But maybe I should, I should have. That. Maybe I missed an opportunity.
1: To educate I someone. Don't I don't know. I don't know that people who write emails to podcasts to tell them how wrong they are are very open to <laughs> new
0: information. <laughs> you know what? I would like to think that everybody has the opportunity to be more open in some ways. I'd like yeah, to that think that. That is the that. hope.
1: That is the hope.
0: So y'all open yourselves up to new thoughts. Open yourselves up to to new knowledge and and to the possibility that some of the way, things that we think and the things we think we know might be wrong. And I feel like we'll all have healthier, happier, pe- more peaceful lives with each other. Yeah, like, we'll all be friends. We could with the Glendale could,
1: Police too. We could hang out. Amazing. We could we could cuddle. It'd be great.
0: All right, folks, come back next week for another highly offensive. broad you should know. <laughs> To learn more about Broads You Should Know or see our vast database of over 150 women that we've covered on the life of this podcast so far, head on over to BroadsYouShouldKnow.com. While you're there, you can click on over to the About page and read more about me and Chloe. Our bios, photos, links to all of our cool stuff, all right there. Have you followed Broads You Should Know on social yet? We are on Facebook and Instagram at Broads you Should know, and Twitter at BYSKPodcast. To suggest abroad, fill out the form on our website or email us at broadsoushouldknow at gmail.com. Are you a fan of this podcast? If so, help spread the word about us. Share your favorite episode with your friends or family or better yet, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That really helps new listeners to find us. Broad's You Should Know is produced by me, Sarah Gorski, and edited by Chloe Skye, with original music by Darren Callahan. Finally, give a listen to some of the episodes of Trans Broads we have covered on this podcast. We've got Marsha P. Johnson, who supposedly threw the first brick at the Stonewall Riots. We've got Christine Jorgensen, widely thought to be the first trans woman in the United States. And Alexia Salvador, the first transgendered pastor in Latin America. Then come back next week for another trans broad you should know.